0: You're listening to the Vic 757 podcast, featuring Dwight and Michael Vic, talking all things
1: tech.
2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Vic 757 show, Talking All Things Tech. I'm your host, Dwight Vic, All Conference, former Big East Standout. Captain, Standout O line, you remember all of that. And also here with young Cuz, the icon Highlands finalist, Atlanta Falcon, Philadelphia, and Hokie. Great. We're back to discuss all things tech, but this time after Tech Win. So, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great, cuz. I mean, how you doing, first and foremost. It's a good week. It's a good week I'm for I'm good. Us. I'm good. We're recording this on my birthday, you know. Um I'm, oh, um, happy birthday! Let
3: me back up. I'm so sorry. i been I was traveling back.
2: Nah, it's uh, I was all good, man. Out in the
3: keys today. And, uh, look, happy birthday, Cuz, man. Like you know, yeah. take a moment to share with the people, man. How I feel to be such alive and healthy, man, at your age. I'm
2: good, man. I'm good, man. You know, I'm 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 46, man. I feel good. Um, you know, I went to the gym this morning. I didn't do any work today. I just did ran some errands, man. Got a lot of phone calls and text messages, man. And um, wow. A lot of shout outs from Hokey Hoke Nation showed me. Hokey Nation showed me tons of love. I mean, my phone is about to die. A lot of people on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, hey, we so, love man, you, man. No, we I'm love blessed, you,
3: man. Like, yeah. You just don't yeah, know what yeah. you did for so many people. Like, me and Ryel, we always talk about how you was just that cornerstone for us, man. You and your wife, Shalice. You and Shalice, who, by the way, we love, got mad, just as much love as you.
0: Don't yeah,
3: ever get that yeah. twisted. Yeah, but, no, yeah, I feel no I mean, I'm with, just, you. you know, you already know, I, I don't even have to explain, but, man, just over the years, you've just been always there for everybody, and, you know, we respect you so much. I'm, I'm happy to sit alongside you and host this show, and, uh, yeah. man, you you do a lot behind the scenes, man, and, uh, you know, I couldn't thank you more, so it's not just about, you know, your birthday, man, it's about you in its in entirety, so...
2: We appreciate yeah. you, bro. No, no, that sure. means a lot, man. I'm, I'm blessed, man, and I feel it today. And I appreciate you saying that. I still remember you riding around in Shanice's Corolla. I was, <laughs> I had you in the Corolla. <laughs> in your vid. I don't even know how I fit in that <laughs> joint. I had the Corolla. You, Ronell, TP, Terrell, Terrell, Palm was in there, man. We were riding around Blacksburg, yeah. and I just remember us having a great time. And we had the spring game that weekend. And no, actually. I hosted you. Then you came right, back. And I came back for the spring game, game and, you, yeah. and, um, and and uh, I remember uh, like talking to you. Said what you think. He said, "Yo, I like your offense." I said, "Cuz our clock is that dude." But I said, "You know, with you and everybody we got coming back on the defense, I you 'Y'all can y'all can do something here yeah. in a few years.' And you and and Ron Yell and TP and Emmett and Lee Suggs, y'all all prophesied yeah. everything." That so happened. so what yeah. I always
3: Thank tell people is that one of the main reasons that I came to Virginia Tech was Coach Beamer and his influence on my mom. And for Coach Beamer to come to the Really Circle projects and walk up to my doorstep at 8.30 at night, him and Coach Kavanaugh said so much about him that I thought that was the reason. I'm like, oh, I was very impressed. You know, first off, very courageous, brave. And then he came in and really, you know, just wowed my mom. He blew her away. And uh, her impression was the same impression. Nobody else did that. And then, so I thought that was the reason, but it was only it was part of the reason. Now I remember it because you remember everything, and you remember that spring game where I came back yep. to the spring game, and and I remember you telling me that and vividly, you saying, "Look, y'all can have something special. It's gonna take some time, but if you can get all these, if all y'all can come together." It's a package deal, and it's gonna work out. And and damn, cause so, you know, you and Coach Bean were the biggest reasons I came to Tech, and you wasn't even really trying to, you know, you was never never trying to sell me on anything. Like you just let it nah. happen naturally, and that that was the cool part about it.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I know we're gonna have Danny jumping on here in a few minutes, man. Um, but going back to that, it's fine. We can talk about it because yeah. we can break down Boston College with him. You know, it's interesting too because you know, I knew what you were. Like, I remember seeing you at Ferguson and then Ferguson, unfortunately, had to close down and I saw you at Ward and I played against Aaron, you know, for a few years. We're the same year. I remember talking to Coach Riemann and talking to everybody and I saw you and I was like, "Yo, you got it. But it was such a crazy thing because you were on a very good team. But Across the way was Ronald and my alma mater Hampton. And they just were loaded. Yeah. And it was actually a good thing. And then I went back to tech and I remember talking to Beams and Coach Height and, and Coach Grounds, my office line coach and Stein Spring and all those guys. And they were like, yo, we all in on your cousin. We we love Ronald, but it's too many cheap cooks in the kitchen. It's too many yeah. people that want him. Right. And what and here's the crazy thing, cuz you were highly touted too. Yeah. You were nationally ranked. It will not like you was just, you know what I'm saying, some Jiffy Lube All-Star. Nah, no, nah, I mean. You was highly top, but, but Ronald was so, he was, it was like Gatorade played a year, but you were all yeah. conference. You had a lot of accolades. Yep. I give them credit, Kavanaugh and them, like, Kavanaugh was like, you know how he keep it raw. He was like, we don't give a damn about Ronald. <laughs> he was like, we want we want Mike. And I, they were so smart to do that. They did the same thing with Tyrod. They went no all yeah. on Tyrod. Yep. yeah, yeah. And my brother. And my yes. brother. Yeah. He was
3: a hell of a yeah. player, by the way. Shout out to Mark Vic. Shout out to Tyrod, yeah. too.
2: Yeah. 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 But you know, a lot of ways, man, when I look back at that time, I feel like you opened the door because Al was a beast. I just posted some highlights on our on, on the um Vic 757 show Instagram page of Al killing Alabama on the long run. Al was a beast. He was a warrior. He battled injuries. He made plays. Yeah. And he yeah. mentored you. And you took kind of like what him, Drunken Miller, and Maurice did yeah. to the next level. Because that people can say what they want. I like Bustle's offense because he simplified things for the offense. But it made sense during the game, whether it was a right. tall sweep, a dive right. play to the fullback. It was just – it was just I just loved the offense. It, it you was, know, you know I mean, the, the offense was it, – it, it's one of them things.
3: Like, it wasn't an offense where it was so widespread. Like, we was going to come and spread you out and – you know, it was going to, like, happen naturally. Like, you had to work for everything. So that's why we had a mixture of so much. Like, and I, I sat and I watched y'all, like, like just create so many holes for Pagis and Siron. I'm like, if we can have a sustainable running game, then the passing game won't happen naturally. Yeah. That's going to come easy. Yeah. So, you Know, I, I kind of seen you know the transition in the offense, but man, cuz like, I just don't know how y'all was like trailblazers for everything, bro. Everything.
2: Yeah, man, yeah, even yeah, Al, no. yeah, Al, Al, one of them guys, man, people forget because at that time we won nine games this senior, nine and three, we lost some games we shouldn't. In the year before, we went seven and uh, five, got blown out by Carolina negator ball, Mac Brown's old team when before he left and came back, and um. <laughs> I was telling people even in the negatable, you, Andre Davis, Ricky Hall, Sharon was sitting in the stands. And I was yeah, like, he was in the stands. And, and Al didn't even finish that game. And I remember saying, man, you know, some of our best players aren't even playing. And then um you guys came and then, you know, Ricky, you guys came in, man, and it was it was just a great time, With man. It was st- a great time.
3: It was a great time, but y'all still smack Alabama that next year. It was all that talk about the SEC. Now, I know Alabama is <laughs> totally different now. We can't talk about <laughs> it the way. They was pretty good back then. And Sean yeah. Alexander was the big talk. Yeah, and it was all yeah. about that. Can, can we handle an SEC team? And I remember all that. And y'all crushed them, man. Like,
2: Yeah, man. Well, yeah, it, was it was good football. It was great football, man. And here to break down great football that Tech showed against Boston College in prime time is Danny Nokes with Nokes Nokes, man. Danny, how you
1: doing? I'm doing good, fellas. What's happening? Happy birthday, Dwight! Hey,
2: thank you again. Mike just showed some love, man. Now you showing love. You, I got your text earlier, man. Share a couple words.
3: Feel free to share a couple words, Danny. On Dwight, man. On it's a Dwight. Special day. Oh, oh man, y'all is. really trying? Yeah, to get, give me all right. Me going.
1: Yeah. yeah, all right. So you we know always y'all talk go way back. Yeah, we we I and and Dwight loves to tell the story of of the first day that we met, which would have yeah. been a spring of 2014, I believe, the Spring Game okay. 2014, because it was my junior year, and I had the pleasure of working as a producer on the ESPN3 broadcast of the of the Tech Spring Game, and I remember, because I in the week leading up to it, I was gonna get the chance to be in the booth, I was all pumped about it, and then they told me who was gonna be in the booth, and I found out that it was gonna be Dwight, and I was like, oh man, I get to hang out with a Vic, I get to hang out with a Vic, and- yeah that day i remember first of all meeting dwight in person and how much larger he is than i am was really funny because and and, and we've taken several pictures together since then so you yeah, can see yeah. the the height difference is is massive but um man we had such a good time that day and and i remember i learned a lot from dwight and that was just the beginning of everything because yeah. it was about a, a year and a half later that uh, we started doing radio together and uh he's become one of my closest friends and. I rely on him for for sports knowledge. He comes on my show in Washington D.C. all the time. Although he's come on my shows in Richmond and Blacksburg as well, so I have to yeah. thank him for all that. Nice. But I go to I go to Dwight when I need advice on on life as well. So he's uh, he's like a big brother to me, and I'm grateful for him. Love so happy God. birthday, buddy!
2: Appreciate that, man. No, thank you, man. You and Mike, man, y'all got a brother feeling a little emotional. Like Paul <laughs> Thomas here, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, but before you get going, Dan, I do want to read one of our new sponsors. So, Hokey Nation, we do have a new sponsor. I teased that last week. Um, our newest sponsor joining Alexandria Restaurant Partners is Hall of Fame Signers.com. Check them out. This is a great sponsor. Just real quick with over 50 years of combined experience in the sports memorabilia world, Hall of Fame Signings is your go to for authentic in person autograph signing with sports superstars, both past and present. We strive to bring the most memorable encounters with all of your favorite players, including Hall of Fame players and future Hall of Fame players. I went to the site this weekend and today. Great stuff. Check them out. They're now a sponsor of the Vic 757 show, Talking All Things Tech, and Noakes Noakes segment. So welcome, Halloffamesigners.com. All right.
1: Welcome.
2: Danny. Love it. We got a W, man. King went off. Tyshawn Garvin went off, man. Um, I hope I'm saying Tyshawn's name right, man. Um, Taiwan.
1: Yeah. Taiwan. Taiwan.
2: I, I do that all the time. You know, when we from Newport News Hampton, we got Daquan, Tyshawn, Taiwan. <laughs> but, um, Taiwan <laughs> looked like we had Corey Moore on the first week of the second season, too, and he looked like a baby Corey Moore. I mean, they looked like a Virginia Tech team, man. What were your thoughts man, Um, against the win uh, against Boston College when they got the win?
1: I was very encouraged, guys. I, I, Despite the fact that we're coming off a season-opening loss to a team that we should have beat under any circumstances, I was very encouraged by what I saw in the bounce-back game against Boston College because the defense continued to play well. They continued to run the ball well. Grant Wells made less mistakes. He wasn't forcing the ball quite as poorly as he was in that first game. And so I, that's from a 30,000-foot view, I think those are the, the biggest takeaways that I had and, and all of that is great. I want to continue to see that development, too, against Wofford and, and on against West Virginia and throughout the season. But, Dwight, you specifically mentioned the play of Taiwan Garbutt, and I want to single him out as well because he is the carrier of the lunch pail. Yes. So he is, he is the leader uh, alongside Dax Hollifield of that defense. And, and Shamari Connor is a, a leader out there in the secondary as well, veterans. But Taiwan Garbutt was a guy on the defensive line coming into this year. Coach Pry talked a lot about. We saw him play well in the spring. He actually did play well last week against ODU too. So to see him come out and continue to do what he does, he was wreaking havoc in the backfield pretty much all game long. I'm really excited to see this unit continue to play together as a team and to continue to learn under Brent Pry, who's just such a great defensive mind. It was Tywin Garbutt and it was also CJ McCray who made his debut. And CJ did not play in that first game against ODU. CJ was a guy that Brent Pry was really high on. He because in the in the in the production meeting that we had before the spring game, we asked him specifically about some guys that maybe nobody had heard of, and CJ McRae was one of those guys. You saw him get a sack in the game against Boston College. He's going to you know help bolster the linebackers alongside Dax. He's not necessarily a starter just yet, but you're going to see a lot more of him, and, and maybe he does find himself in the starting lineup a little more. I want to see that defense continue to eat, man, because the offense, you know, I think it'll take some time for them to, to really continue to gel and, and really let – the better the defense plays, the more pressure you take off of Grant Wells. And yeah. so I think it's all got to start with the defense.
3: And that's what I was going to ask you, Danny. Um, You know, just to ch- having the chance to watch the defense, you you mentioned Brent was a defensive guru when the defense is playing well. But watching Wells and the offense, like it's it's got to be some mess. At some point, they're gonna need the offensive side of the ball a little little bit more. What what do you think they improved from week one? And what do you think was their strong point, their strongest suit on on this past Saturday?
1: Well, I think Grant Wells specifically what he did to improve was something I, I just alluded to a couple of minutes ago, and that was just didn't turn the ball over. He was better with his decisions uh, against Boston yeah. College. And, and that's important to, to see, as you know, Mike, as a quarterback, to see that from week to week, I think is great. And he talked about in, in the post game. I think he got interviewed by one of the ESPN commentators after he said that the coaches pulled him aside and pulled him into the office after the ODU game and said, hey. We believe in you. You're our guy. We know that you can take this offense to where we need to go. You just have to go out and do it. You got to continue to put in the work. And he said that that gave him a lot of confidence. And I think right, that right. that was absolutely exactly what the coaching staff should have done. It's exactly what Grant Wells needed to hear from them. And he went out and and he definitely improved on his performance. That was great. I also thought that their ru- ability to run the ball was there again. Keyshawn King busted that long... 65 yard run early in the second quarter and they continued to run the ball despite losing him for the rest of the game now hopefully they get him back pretty soon because I think if you can if you can work Keyshawn King Jalen Holston and if Malachi Thomas is on his way back if you've kind of got a a three uh, three horse stable there in the backfield that's pretty good so I, I think that they've built on the success that they had against ODU but they they were able to execute a little bit better and it resulted yeah. in, in a much better, a much more cohesive performance. They yeah. looked a little shell-shocked opening it up.
3: Yeah, it looked a lot better, though, mm-hmm. for the most part.
2: For sure. Well, you, yeah, Danny, I want to just say this to the fans watching this and listening on Spotify. Um, you know, a lot has been made about Boston College and, you know, not being the Boston College that Mike and I played against, or even the Boston College with Matt Ryan. Here's what I know when you're building a program and your Coach Brian, and staff you got to take the wins and you got to appreciate the wins because historically Virginia tech has lost to some Boston colleges or UVA. Well, not UVA, but any other team where we've been better or we've been favored. Um, I think when you're trying to build a culture and you're winning, I think you accept the wins. You take them, you appreciate them. I don't think you break down, you know, well, you know, it's going to be different against this team. At the end of the day, I think you take a win for what it's worth. I think in, in any league, high school, college, or pro, you never minimize winning. You appreciate it. I mean, Mike, I watched, we both probably did. I know you and I watched Mike when he's on Fox on Sundays, mm-hmm. and he had Atlanta winning. And I was watching that game. I had it on my phone. I was working. I was looking. And Atlanta, Atlanta looked great for should've three quarters. Should have won. Should have won, right? Same mm-hmm. thing. We, we should have won. Yeah, same. And they should have won, right? A, a mistake here, same thing with your commanders, Danny. Y'all won, but 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 Carson Winston Company made it really hard in the second half, right?
1: Yeah, they did. Like commanders. Jacksonville.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, my point being is I know that's professional, but Tech, you got to appreciate the wins, man. So, when you look at yeah. that Boston College game, Danny, um, I know – We got a long season ahead of us. You know, this weekend, we got Wofford. I don't even know what their mask, their team name is, but they haven't scored in two weeks. They haven't scored against Elon or something. They haven't scored a touchdown, Mike. Uh, We're going to smash them. We're going to smash them. We need to. So we we win that game. We go 2-1 and with one of the all-time nemesis of Virginia Tech Hokies showing up on Thursday night West Virginia. So with that being said, Boston College was a good win. It was an impressive win. As far as defense, offense, timely plays, what what do what do you think the Hokies do? What is what is Pride's message to the team? I know you're not in the locker room, but you've been covering Tech for years. What do you think his message along with Chris Marr, Coach DJ and Pearson and JC, what is their message to the team?
1: Well, first off, I want to say this about Boston College, Dwight, before I kind of talk about what I expect Brent Pride to be preaching to the team this week. And it's that... For Boston College, Jerkovic, their quarterback, is a is a pretty solid quarterback. He was behind a patchwork offensive line on yeah, Saturday, yeah. and 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 when he was able to find his guy, Zay Flowers, they were trouble. Zay got loose there in the secondary a couple of times, yeah. was able to to beat our secondary, and we're just kind of lucky that Jerkovic ended up overthrowing him, or there was pressure, right? And that's yeah. why the defense has to be playing well as a unit it can't just be the defensive backs or just the linebackers or just the front seven everybody has to play well everybody has a role to play so i do want to give boston college some credit in that they have some talent on that team they just are missing it in very important places particularly the offensive and the defensive line and, and they were missing one of their best defensive players by the way actually sure. i think it was their best defensive player so um they 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 weren't up to 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 par with where they're probably going to be at maybe for the rest of the season, but they are going to finish towards the lower half of the ACC in terms of what coach pry and coach Marv and, and coach Bowen should be preaching over the next few weeks. I think it should be continuing to get better. You know, they've at this point, they can use the ODU game as an example where you say, Hey, you guys expected to go in and win that game. You went in deer in the headlights, you got beat. You can get beat by anybody in any week in this game, right? Whether it's college or pro football. So yep. I think you use that as a teaching moment to say you cannot be complacent. You have to continue to get better yeah. or you're getting worse. And yeah. for, for, for a coach and, and f- who's brand new to a program and for a program like Virginia Tech that's really trying to kind of – I hate to use the word rebuild because it sounds a little bit cliche, and I don't necessarily think it's entirely – what's happening. Cause as we were talking about with Andy bitter earlier this week, Dwight, Virginia tech never really hit rock bottom. So it's hard oh. to call this a, a complete and total rebuild, but they are trying to get back to where they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. So don't get complacent. The yeah. The standard. Exactly. Don't get complacent, yeah. continue to get better, control what you can control, right? There's, there's going to be a lot of hoopla around games that come up later in the year with Miami and Pittsburgh who are both still ranked but you just have to go forward with what you can control you have to play the game that's in front of you and if you do that everything else will take care of itself we've seen how if this team plays up to what they can they're going to be in the games when it comes down to crunch time and that's what it means to me
3: yeah you know you know what I think fellas I think we just need to I mean, we got to give this team a chance to grow, but they got to do their research on the standard and tradition of Virginia Tech football. And that standard was set in 95, 96, 97, 98, even when I wasn't paying attention to Virginia Tech because I started paying attention around maybe 96, 97. But I just seen Keon Carpenter and I seen Anthony Midget, and Dwight, I seen these guys like, I watched the ones before me and I was like, man, I gotta live up to their standard. Whatever that is. If it's just walking across the drill field going to class, it's a standard. Yeah. And 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 I want us to get back to having standards and, and knowing what our tradition really means and where it really lies. And and that's not just it's not about winning championships. It's just about playing winning football. And attitude is everything. And and I, I can see Coach Pride just really embedding that. Into the guys, and they're gonna get it, man. We 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 gonna turn the corner, and like you said, I like what you said, Danny. We're not in the rebuild. You know, we never hit we never hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, even for with all due respect, he didn't lead a program in, in in bad bad shape. Right. So we gotta pre- we gotta prevent that now. That's what's at stake now. Falling into an ice age, and I don't see us going in that direction because standard and tradition is everything for us. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, well said, Mike. And, and and the thing about it is, you're right. I mean, there's some things Fuente didn't leave the program good, but overall it's still the facilities are better. There's stuff being yeah. built. Um, the coaching staff is good. And there's some things he did when he almost took the Baylor job that made Whit Babcock step up and improve facilities. Their recruiting budget right. is bigger. They're doing more fundraising. So it kind of forced his hand – and not that it wasn't going to do it, but it made him aware that, okay, in order for us to take that next step and to compete, yeah. with, compete with some of those Big Ten and SEC schools, we got to take care of business. Um, Danny, you've seen the videos, I'm sure, on Twitter of Coach Pry running through the tunnel
1: yeah.
2: uh, into Sandman with his hands, both hands raised. Um, you saw him address uh, Hokie Nation after a win on Twitter, a video he released, and it was crazy because – The one thing I know as a former player, Mike knows as well, he's played for some great pro high school and college coaches. When you are fully engaged and those guys play for you, even if you don't have a bunch of All-Americans, all of a sudden your attitude and energy starts to surface and players start to buy in. You've mentioned several times on the Victory Life Legacy podcast and on the show with me and Mike, Vic757, talking all things tech, that there's a stretch coming up what tech has to sustain it in order to be bowl eligible. We, I'm not going to look past Saturday after do all all due respect to Wofford, but we, if you lose the Wofford cancel the season. season. I'm okay with that. Okay. So you, you got Wofford coming up and then West Virginia, obviously. And then North Carolina. Well, I'll stop right there. These next three weeks. I don't care. Rebuild, remodel, build on whatever adjective you want to use. Virginia Tech has three games where they can make a statement.
0: Yeah, Because right now
2: yeah. we're kind of in the middle. We, you know, it's not about us right now. It's about what Clemson's going to do. Miami is moving up the rankings pit, lost yeah. a tough one to Hendon Hucker, but they're still favorite ahead of us. Um, but I've looked around. I mean, with that being said, the energy I talked about with pride, you were in Blacksburg for the spring game. I was there, but I was sitting in the stands. You were there, and you covered the game. And you've talked to Prop. What do you feel like this team, from what you saw against Boston College, with you know this game at Lane, West Virginia at Lane, North Carolina team since 2004, we've owned in the ACC. Do you think they can make a run? I'm not asking for a proclamation or a hot take, but do you think they can make a run?
1: When we were in our production meeting for. The spring game, Brent Pry talked about what it took, what he thought that it took to win this conference, and and specifically the ACC Coastal. And what he said was, a good defense can take you a long way in the ACC. And he pointed to Clemson, obviously. Clemson's strong suit has has almost always been their defense. Now they've had Deshaun oh, Watson uh, and, stop and <laughs> Lawrence, but holy two first cow. round
3: picks, two sure. And round picks.
1: Their whole defensive line went top. 20 a couple of years ago so it's much of their success has been built on their defense but you can't take away from what watson and lawrence did there's no doubt about that you got to acknowledge that and they've had great receivers and and etn and they're loaded no doubt but defense can take you a long way look at what pittsburgh has done right last year they had kenny pickett but this year they're good again and they played tennessee right down to the to the wire with slovis on the sideline they have a good defense. Pat Narduzzi is a defensive coach, right? Yes. So yeah. when when you ask me if there's if there's a path forward for this team to make a run, I absolutely believe there is. Now I, I'm not gonna get into the the no. predicting no. wins no. and losses into the future, right? But they can play defense. We know that they can play defense. And if they can play defense, then they're going to hang in these games no matter who they're against, whether it's it's Miami or, or Pittsburgh or, or NC State, some of the other teams that are going to be higher ranked than them further into the schedule. But when you look at Wofford, you look at West Virginia, you look at UNC, I expect to win those games. Right. And, and Mike was talking about the standard. Th- there's a difference between expecting to win and thinking that you're going to win because mm. there's a difference between the way that you prepare for opponents when your mindset is one versus the other expecting to win is the standard. Right. And and when it comes to a team like Wofford, we've already mentioned the fact that they haven't scored a point in either game this year. I'm going to say that I expect Virginia tech to shut them out on Saturday. There shouldn't be a point given up. Virginia tech's playing good defense right now. I think that's okay to expect them to not be able to put a point on the board. Here's the other thing. They're going to play West Virginia five days after they kick off against Wofford. It's a very short week. week. So you need, you need to come out crisp. You need to execute and you need to jump on this team and put them to sleep early so that you can rest your starters so that they're ready to go on Thursday night when West Virginia comes banging on your door, because you know what? The Mountaineers are getting desperate right now. They just got beat by Kansas. They just got beat by Kansas. How many overtimes was that? I, I don't even I don't even know how many I know they came up it was years
2: that years. crazy overtime type loss because they lost by 13. So they were down and then they threw a pick six and then they lost you know by thirteen, which is you look at the score, they were they were trying to tie it up. So they don't stop anybody. That's the one thing. Carolina Carolina and don't West stop Virginia. nobody neither. Nobody Carolina don't, don't stop right. nobody Anyone. neither. So we got a shot. We got a shot. <laughs> you
3: know, I would say yeah. This. I wouldn't even say go in there and try to get the starters in and out against Wofford. I would say let them play three quarters. Okay. The more reps, the better. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. but I'm No, no, no.
2: You know what? I'm not I, the coach. No, no, but no. I, I know but what I you would mean. be
3: like, yo, keep executing. Let's try some things. Let's mm-hmm. give, give West Virginia something to look at. I don't care if you just got a couple tricks. I like that. Give them yeah. something to look at. Give them I, something I, yeah, to pay attention I to. Think,
2: I think when you say that, I actually agree because I think back to we played, I mean, I'm going back in the archives. I remember being a red shirt freshman. I was back in uh Jay Hagan and Chris Malone those guys, but um I lettered uh that year. Uh we played Akron led by Jason Taylor. They came to Blacksburg in 95. And me and Al Clark were the backups, along with a few other guys, ended up being, you know, great players for tech. And we beat Akron 77 to 27. And oh. um the starters played the first half, and then I played the second half. But it's one of those things where in 95, we started off 0-2. So we were just getting our groove because at that time, Jim Drunkenmiller and those guys end up being very prolific. Corny White, Brian Steele, Jermaine Holmes, they end up being great. But the offense kind of sputtered. So Coach Bustle was like, nah, don't look at me. You know, you're all you going to get some reps. And, and I think with Virginia Tech, I'm not saying come out there and run the run and shoot, but I think to Mike's point, I think getting some time, some some chemistry, you know, getting some plays in because offense was great. And Keyshawn King said he could have came back. Um, I do, I do think you need to be cautious against injury, but I think at the same time, yeah. you got some guys that need reps. You, it, one yeah. thing about football, no matter what era, reps is the ultimate teacher. Yeah, you know? yeah, yep. Experience, so, yeah, sure. yeah, Well, yeah. and
1: and I'll add one more thing, guys, that I that I think kind of piggybacks off of what you all are saying, and it it goes back to the Boston College game one of the things that I thought that they could have improved upon, but I think that they did it on purpose, and this would have come from the coaching staff. They didn't quite open up the playbook as much as they could have. They didn't take as many downfield shots as they probably could have against the Boston College team that, you know, I don't think was equipped to defend against that. But I think that that was probably a conscious decision by Tyler Bowen, the offensive coordinator. Didn't want to show too much. They knew at that point, okay, we we, we have uh, whatever 20 five to 30 plays that we know we can beat this team with let's stick to that let's execute let's perfect them and then you know we'll start to open up the playbook as they get a little bit further on in in the season maybe you start to see that against Wofford because I I don't think that keeping them in for three quarters is a bad idea you just don't want you just don't want to force any injuries and and I don't think they're going to they're not going to rush Keyshawn King back certainly not for a game like this they're they're definitely not rushing Malachi Thomas back so you know, let, let's see how these next couple of days go. But you got to come out. You got to execute early in this Wofford game because it's not as much about resting the starters as it is just needing to grab a hold of this game and not have to worry about it. Yeah.
2: Well, Danny, man, once again, you were on point, man. It's great to see you. Mike, I didn't tell you, but Danny and I recorded our other podcast the other night, and Danny told me last week. He didn't tell us, but he came on. And he was just getting over COVID. So wow. he's healthy now. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, he was he he was down. He's working bad. through injury. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played hurt. He played hurt, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta do I what have, you gotta do, baby. I had a fever of
1: 102. Stuff. 102 was my fever when I'm, I jumped on this time last week, boys. <laughs> it's right. not fun. I, I didn't even know. I mean, I'm very just saw dedicated. You. We yeah, appreciate, appreciate that, it. Danny. Of course, yes, sir, I'm just man. glad you couldn't see me sweating because I was sweating like a, like a hog. <laughs> oh, I'm <man>. telling you. <laughs> oh, man, and I
3: know you won't feel it, like but I've been there. I'm glad you're
1: feeling I better. You. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm back. I'm 100% now. We're good to go. Yeah,
2: appreciate yes, you, sir. Danny, man. We'll see you next Thanks week, man. On. That's Danny right. Noakes, 106.7 The Fan, own and also my co-host with um, the Victory Life Legacy podcast, man. So you I know, Danny, Danny came man. in. Yeah, you're a good dude. I, you see why I love him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: He's Danny just a good dude. Insight, man. He pay attention man. to a lot. We need that he... we need that detail. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we need that detailed info. Intel. Yeah, I'm
2: getting you mentioned my birthday. I'm getting older, man. Some of these names I know, and then I'd be like, Danny, who's the dude? He was like, Oh yeah, he just he just spits it off, man. You know. Um yep. no, nah, that's that's what's up, man. So yeah, Juan Garber joins us, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the Vic 757 show, talking to all things tech after a monster game against Boston College. Earned the ACC Defensive Lineman of the Week and just really killed it, man. Um, against Boston College, Taiwan. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm glad
4: to be a part of this and be sitting here in front of two guys that you know I admire and I, I resp- have a lot of respect for. And you know, you guys helped lay the foundation of what we're trying to build back up under our new coach. So I'm doing good. I'm just glad to be here, and have the chance to speak to you guys. Yes, sir. Yeah,
3: speaking of your new coach, man, talk about the tone he's set, just the the energy he's brung and just the feeling in the building each and every day.
4: Oh, with him, he's a fiery guy. Like, you know, he's very, very big on my side of the ball. But just even when it comes to the other side of the ball, he makes sure, like, they try to match our intensity, match our energy because he knows on Saturdays that's, like, how it's going to be. It's going to be, you know, every team going to give us our best shot because of the things, you know, guys from your guys' team has built, the culture you guys have built, just beating everybody. And, you know, everybody's trying to come back, you know, and whenever they see VT, they know – that's like that's their biggest game, and that's how we feel about it. And That's what he also, is, also yeah. is constantly trying to remind us that when we put this VT and when we wear this VT, that we're going to get everyone's best shot. So I just think he's done a great job just setting the mentality and just a mindset for like the standard that what you have to do to play, you know, high high level Virginia Tech football.
2: Absolutely, and you and you and Michael referring to J.C. Price, correct? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was talk- you know him. He's a fiery guy, and yeah. that's
4: definitely my guy. But I was talking about um, going going to just uh talking about Coach Pry.
2: Okay, and- so so you're talking about Coach Pry, and he is a fiery guy, and everything you said. So I want to talk to you about JC because Coach Pry. You know, I know about Coach Pryor. He was at Tech when I started. And he, I was there three years with him, and you were 100% right. He's brought that energy just like you and Mike just talked about. But let's talk about my guy who I had to battle for a few years who taught me how to hold because mm-hmm. he was so fast. He had that spin move. What is JC and, and those guys meant to you as far as just getting you and your defensive teammates, your mind right? Like what has he meant to the program and just teaching you? Oh, from Coach Price to um, Coach Prelo and uh,
4: Xavier Adeeby and just, you know, a lot of guys that's been in our shoes before. It's just having a visual representation of what it takes to be a great player at a place like this that especially values our side of the ball the way it does and that's thanks that's credit to you know like um the founding fathers of you know like we're saying jc price and cornell and you know going to Corey Moore and just like continuing that with uh 55 coach daryl Tap, who who was yeah. also which is here coach Tapp, he, it's just what's up. with price he just he's so real and what i mean by real it's he wants to make sure that we earn the right to be the best players we can be. And that's just going off of Tuesday practice. And that's how, you know, it starts what type of week we're going to have. We call, he calls Tuesday bloody Tuesday, meaning that it should, Tuesday should be harder than Saturday the game. And that's how, you know, we go about practice every week. And that's how we go about um, our day every week. And I appreciate just having someone that, not only is highly respected, you know, by this program, but just someone that has a high care for just this university and the school, just knowing that, what it was before to kind of how it is now. And, you know, he likes to compare his day to our day. And he's like, we didn't have this. We had two of the, you know, goes through all his stories. And you just hearing it, you just can tell, you know, he was a bad dude back when he played. Yeah, he
2: was, he was. He was part of a defensive line called Death Row. Not Death Row Records with Tupac, (laughs) Death Row D-line. And I had to go against that. Then I turned around right before I graduated. I had Corey Moore and company. So I can speak (laughs) on great defenses. You know, one thing I think is cool, Taiwan, is that um, I was seeing you getting a lot of love. Uh, You were also this week on the Sons of Saturday, Rock Carmichael, everybody, Trey Turner, everybody's just shouting you out. Then most importantly, which I know you are loving, you are now the holder of the lunch pail. You are carrying that lunch pail. That lunch pail goes back 20 plus years, and some of the greatest defensive players, from Cam Chancellor to Daryl Tapp and Jason World's, so many guys, Chris Ellett, James Gale, have carried that lunch pail. Um, you have mentioned you are a student of the game. You know your history. I know you're focused on Wofford. But mm-hmm. just take a few moments to talk about what that means to carry that lunch pail.
4: Oh, it's just about the big – to me, the biggest honor in the building. Like, that lunch pail doesn't leave my side. Actually, here, here, hold on.
2: Yeah, yeah you go and get it, man. <laughs> let, let, let the fans see it. That's hold the on, real one. On. This ain't nothing from uh, – Volume 2 Bookstore. (laughs) There it is.
4: The lunch pill doesn't doesn't leave my side. And Coach Price, he knows how much it meant to me. After they gifted it to me, I even sat there and took a moment just to just stare at it in awe. Like, wow, I'm really the one carrying. What he likes to say is everyone hopes and dreams and desires. Because, like, this lunch pill, you know, it's different. It's different just by not only being the carrier, but just... Being labeled lunch defense, it's just a rugged way of defense. It's a way how you have to play defense. It's, a, it's not only a mentality and mindset, it's a lifestyle. And I feel like it was probably one of the biggest honors I've ever, if not the biggest honor I've ever received just being a part of this program. And I've been a part of it for a while. And, I even said that to um, my defensive coordinator this week. I said, screw all the other honors. I said, this is the biggest honor I've received. And I'm just happy that my guys were just, you know, as excited for me to
3: get it as I was excited to receive it. Hey, in Taiwan, I'm, I'm loving the humility, man. That lunch bell is everything. We talked about it a little earlier in the show. But just, just moving forward and getting ready for this week. You got a for the opponent that Dwight just mentioned. And we should be. But how do you keep the guys level headed You got to mm-hmm. take on that leadership role yep. of keeping yep. everybody together, staying focused is one, one good win versus BC. But how do you bounce back this week and not allow upset to happen? How do you keep the guys focused, man, take on that leadership role? What's your mindset?
4: Well, in a way, it starts for me. And, like, when I say that uh, this week, just going back to what we were just talking about previously, you know, I've received a lot of honors. I've received a lot of praise. But I've told people that, like, that's behind me. Like, everyone in the building, you know, like I've let everyone know that, well, we played BC four or five days ago. Like, that's over with. And Wofford is is as important as it was last week. Last week, obviously, coming off of one of our – most embarrassing laws especially just being from where you guys are from like you know how that is just losing to it smaller school and state that you know you should really dominate or you should beat regardless and it's just like we need to carry that same edge because every week you know like i mentioned earlier we're going to get everyone's best shot just because of who we are and just because of just the tradition and the culture that was built around this person that was built in this program and i just feel like it starts with me making sure everyone knows that okay saturday sunday we celebrate but Monday, Tuesday, we're back onto the next opponent, because that's the only way you know you'll ever be ready for them, because we're still worrying about what we did last week. A team that, you know, as you're saying, has no business to be hanging with us, might mess around and hang with us for a little bit, because we're still celebrating a win that happened a week ago. So, I just try to make sure all the guys that, you know, I really talk to, and, and make sure all the guys that really look up to me understand that this is still another week of work, and that we still need to work, and that's by leading by example, making sure that everyone understands that y'all's ACC player, defensive lineman of the week, but that was last weekend. Like, this is a whole new week, and we have a game in less than three days, He left on kickoff, so... Hey,
2: it's yeah. like the hey, NFL. Got, yeah. Hey, what, what have
3: you done for me lately? <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Hey, Absolutely. Look, last,
3: look, it's about, it ain't about what you did last Sunday, or what you, it's about what you gonna do this week, so... I mean, always keep that mindset. It works in all sports on all levels. Keep that mm-hmm. mindset, baby.
2: Yeah, you know, I want to say this and we'll let you go because we appreciate you jumping on because you had practice, you had class. So mm-hmm. Mike and I remember them days. I don't miss that part. I miss the <laughs> brotherhood, the oh, steakhouse, yeah. and then the you know, going and competing. But the 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 work and the hard work with classes and practice sometimes can be a ground. But I know you you embell you, you embracing it all. With that being said, man, um I'm glad you're on. I know you and I sometimes check in with each other via Twitter, DMs, and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I want to ask you this on this Big 757 show, Talking to All Things Tech. I watched you guys Saturday night, and I watched you and Connor and my boy Jalen Strowman. And I saw this at Norfolk, too. I saw this at ODU, too. It seems like this year right now, defensively, and really the whole team, but especially on defense, it's almost like you guys are playing like, you know what? We fell off a little last year. We being disrespected. They talking about we picked here. I know you're not going to talk too much because, you know, you got the locker room code. But do you guys feel like right now, every time y'all step, y'all about to prove a point? Is it a situation where y'all trying to set the tone and make everybody feel y'all on the field and recognize who y'all are? Oh, no doubt.
4: And just having – and that's what I say. It always goes back to just being being around guys that's been in your shoes. Like – Coach Ferguson, Jared Ferguson, that's one of our defense. Yeah, he played with us. I, I know, I know, I talk to him every day about JG. that. So, about that, and, you know, just having guys like that, just guys that understand everything, I feel like when you ask him questions, and me, I'm a brain picker, I ask him questions, bring guys like you up, bring Coach Price up, bring, you know, bring Coach Cornell up, because he recruited me when I was, like I was talking about with Bud back in the day, who he was the outside linebackers coach here. And... He's like the difference between us and like, you know, a lot of the teams recently and like we could say the last three years, he said every day I practice. He said we literally tried to not actually kill each other, but that's how hard we practice. We practiced to just make sure that the guy across from me was getting the best look. So on Saturday, we know no matter what, you know, the other team's gonna give it gonna give it their best. But he's been doing that all week. So now he's just, you know, he's punishing the guy because he's finally punishing the guy that he doesn't like or a guy that's trying to stop him from getting to where he goes, stop him from blocking for his brother, cause you know he was y'all, he was the fullback. And just Being around just all the guys that they brought back, like Coach X said that this right here changed his life, and you can just see it in his face. Like, you can get emotional when he was talking about it. Like, just listening to everything that has to do with that. I've I've taken the initiative, guys like Dax taking the initiative, and guys like Chamari Dimension have taken the initiative to just make sure that when we go out there, we have a point to prove not just – just to everybody else in the country, but to prove to ourselves that you know we're giving yep. our all to our brother and that this is a brotherhood and we're back to playing that type of football and it's that type of culture that we're that Coach Pry is trying to rebuild back here, which is you know family brothers and that's what Coach Wiles, I remember he used to say when I was around him as I was, you know he's he was he was around here for a long time. Great and coach,
2: coach, my guy. Well, oh, definitely. My yeah.
4: guy, too. He He's a good man and he's a, even better because like we were just saying and just guys just just being in the position before knowing how it was when, you know, it was competing for national relevance and just national championships and big time conference championships. It's just like hearing that, you just know that there's always a little bit more you can do. So even though last week, you know, we as a defense and as a team, we played a pretty good game, we still to our to our standard and our expectations haven't really put together a complete game and haven't, you know, sat there and reached the point to where it's like, okay we just took that step, now let's keep building so we can take stuff, so we can get to a level that no one expects us to get to. So every day, even at practice, we go in there with a chip on our shoulder, and that's just the mentality and mindset that's been built over these last nine months off of our new coaching staff. So I'm excited, like every time I step on that field, cause I know the guy next to me, I know the guy that's two positions below me. If he gets in that game, he's going, you know, he's going to give it all for his brother, even if it's taking, taking on the double team, if it's spilling the block so the backer can run over top freely and make the tackle. It's just a selfless mind attitude and selfless mindset, and just a togetherness is that what I really see in this
2: team over teams in the years past. I love it. I love it. I know Mike loves it. Even though we offensive guys, I know that togetherness is not just with the defense. Keep that going. Hey, keep that going. Keep that going. This Saturday, eleven o'clock, Taiwan. I'm proud of you, man. Um, you know, we'll talk on Twitter, man. I'll check in with you through the see out the season. Keep this going, man. Stay healthy. Stay focused. Mike and I will be watching you in the Hokies this week at 11 o'clock against Walford at home. You get to hit into sad man, one more time and next weekend, but we'll talk about that on next week. in that work, baby? We, we, we appreciate you jumping on, man. Keep those guys going. Dax and all you guys, man, keep representing, man. Glad to see that lunch pail with you. Keep that. Hey, look, Daryl Tapp one year, he played so hard, he never gave it up. I think he's the only guy that had it for, like, the whole season. Yeah. Yeah, I can see you know Tap doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's not is a bad like, You ain't getting it. No, no. But, Taiwan, thank you so much for joining us on the Big exactly. 757 show, talking all things tech. We appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. And, you know, just like I said, I'm
4: happy to be a part of this brotherhood. And I'm happy that, you know, yes, guys like you guys just come back and reach out to a guy that grew up, you know, watching you guys, like bro, like Emily and you guys, just making sure that, you know, at the end of the day, just, I'm just going to always give my best, not only for just this team, just for this university. Thank you guys so much for having me. And be, 11 a.m. Saturday is going to be Let's another go. day on why I need to
2: keep this lunch spell. Yes, yes, sir. Get sir. some rest and get that treatment. Be healthy. All for right. Sure, man. We'll see you, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. For sure. Yep. What's up? Yep. Now we're going to bring in our um, our guests, man. And you know these are two hokey greats. I can't wait to chop it up with, man. Um, Long-time friends of uh, the show and also guys. uh, One of them I play with. You play with too, Mike. Uh, Join us in the Vic 757 show for the former player segment. We got Shane Graham, one of the best kickers in Virginia Tech history. Long-time pro and also... Uh, all conference, from all of the conference, defensive and Orion Martin Orion. We can't see you, man. You good? You 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 working oh, in technology? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, come on now, come on. What's yeah, good? Where everybody you? at? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you Something see me definitely going on? No, nah, no, nah, I, I can't see, see you, nobody. man.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things. You can't see you yet, buddy. Um, Take the tape good? off. The game. What's that? What's up, Shane? What's going on? Uh, uh, you got all this working? <laughs> yeah, you looking good. Oh yeah, that's right, Mike. While we get Orion straight, man, you see his man cave. Listen. Oh, yeah. Give me guy. a picture. He got one of the best man caves. He got helmets. I mean, we you got, like, almost every tech helmet down there, right?
0: It, it's pretty close, yeah. Probably probably the coolest thing was the, the Hokie Stone wall that I had put in.
3: Man. Wow. Oh, man. Wow, yeah. you took next level. <laughs> That's next level, man. Hey, it, It's not another piece of asphalt or stone on earth that look as good as that stone. Yeah.
0: Nah, know, it's, hard to, stone to <laughs> it's, nice. it's yeah. hard to explain to What's people. That's real nice. It's hard to explain to people that
2: have never seen it. Yeah, welcome Orion, yeah. man. It's good to see you, man. I, I, I follow Thank you on Twitter, Facebook, man. You know, uh, Orion is 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 a great follower online. man. He does a lot of just featuring guys and showing shouting them out, man. I actually I get I go to his page sometimes. Okay, I'm gonna get him on my legacy spotlight. I'm gonna get him on the Vic 757 show. He you you dig deep in the archives, man. And, and you're coaching
5: ball right now, right? Yeah, I'm in DC at an all boys private school. Yeah. Okay. You in DC? Yeah, I live in Alexandria and coach and teach in DC. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, How we y'all doing? Y'all get, to we a gotta good start? Get together. Yeah, we're young. We graduated, uh, 22 seniors. So, uh, last year we went six and four, had our first winning season. It was my first year as head okay. coach last year. Uh, um, nice. first African-American male head coach in football and his school history. And going into my second okay. year, we're real young. We, uh, we took one on the chin last week. We won our opener, but, uh, we're young. We're gonna have a good year though, but we're real young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fall, yeah. you get back up, baby. That's, That's it. That's right. <laughs> Shane,
2: Shane, you also uh, you know, have been coaching for quite a while. You were most recently at the University of Florida, uh, correct? Um you were there yeah. uh, with, with Torian, weren't you? Yes. Or, yes. yeah, yeah, you were Torian, right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was not th-
0: Go ahead. So so when Dan Mullen got fired, the new staff came in and just kind of cleaned house. So during that time, like figuring out like, hey, what's my next step? Um, I, I never really coached. I mean, yeah, I coached because I wanted to get to the higher levels because I'm competitive, but mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily purely for the money of it. It was because I enjoyed it. And, and I enjoyed even the 15, 20 hour work days yeah. that it entailed. Um, you know, I, I really decided that it was time to get away from team coaching just because of the hours, you know, weren't fair to my wife. And it was kind of, you know, it, right. it, it was more like what's more important here, you know, like me reaching yeah. another high level goal or actually being healthy and having healthy relationships and things yeah. like that. So that's why I got into kind of this, uh, the consulting world where I actually kind of branch out and do private stuff with actual teams and subcontract with teams. And then I work with individual clients. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't get time yeah. back. That's No, name. no, absolutely. Forget no. That. You don't get time no. back,
3: so I think you made a great decision, buddy.
2: No, nah, no, nah. yeah, yeah. And I, and I, I, I linked up with Shane for some, 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 from some time in Blacksburg. We were both at Tech for the spring game, and um, I met his wife. You know, beautiful wife, and I could tell Shane was happy, and you know, I respect coaches. Mike has flirted with the idea of getting the coaching game, and. You know, I, I promised him reluctantly that when he's ready, I'll come join him. But I see what these coaches go through, man. Oh, my hey. God. I coached hey. one year hey. in high school, guys. And I was in 2008. I coached at a high school in Loudoun County in Sterling, Parkview High School. And I was coaching the O-line, D-line. And we did two-a-days. And we were done. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I, I I told the coach. I said, I'll let y'all later. And uh, <laughs> Coach Andy Hill said, where are you going? We got a breakdown film. We got a scout. Wow. I got home at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, you know like, it's, yeah. It's, like know, I can't do this. That's how yeah, it was. It
5: when I was a grad assistant with Foster and those guys. Like I oh. just got through playing. You know, usually after those Saturday scrimmages in August, you get to go hang out with the fam and chill. But yeah. we had to go back in a grade to scrimmage until like seven o'clock at night. Yeah, Yo, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that you instantly realize, yeah, you're not a player. Right.
3: I, yeah. I interned in Kansas City with Andy and it was amazing I experienced I I loved every minute of it but uh it was hard to grasp the fact that you know everything that we install on offense I'm not going to execute it somebody else is going to execute it and I think that's what bummed me out the most like I loved learning it, the teaching but I I was too close to a too you know like not not far removed from Yeah. Learning it, installing it, and then going out and executing it. And I I needed that. So it was like, oh, man. (laughs) I I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. But, you know, in due time. In due time. But y'all keep doing y'all thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, let's talk tech. Let's talk tech because we're all four Hokies. Shane, you played with me for a a few years and you played with Mike. You guys are both notoriously known and respected for – the two great plays you guys made in the miracle in morgantown but you were so much more than that you played with me Shane you made some great kicks um you 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 know you were on the winning side of a lot of games as a Hokie. Orion you were there you and your brother you got your brother to come there too right and transfer
5: uh for, was it from Norfolk State I believe yeah so he yeah um, he was yeah. getting recruited by tech and I was I went to uh Norfolk State after uh Harvard yeah. for you, a semester yeah. and you then did, yeah uh, I was like, "Shoot, this is my opportunity to walk over. At least try it. So I transferred over that summer, two thousand four, and Cam had his uh, senior year. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, ended up playing together. I ended up getting a scholarship after that first year, and two thousand five, we were on the team together. So good. So the one thing I love about I love about like
2: having guests like you guys on is the fans get insight, especially the younger fans, about what we all help contribute to building in Virginia Tech, and it's a special place. Uh, we love our hokies, but we also have that credibility and insight to speak on it. Um I'm sure we're all familiar with Coach Pry. I know I am, I know him. I was there with him, big fan of his. But I'll start with you, O'Rion. Um, you saw the previous regime and now you see what um what Coach Pry is building there now in a few year a few games in. Um what is your impression of him and the hokies? I I know you're busy, but have you been able to catch some
5: games, the ODU loss and the Boston College win? Yeah, we had a game uh that night when we played ODU. So I was able to catch the second half. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I went up, I took a few kids to a tech camp this summer and I got to, you know, just hang around and just watch. And I saw, you know, Xavier and all those you know old Hokies are yep. back on staff. So uh, the main thing I see with prize, you know, he's respecting, you know, the Virginia tech family and the history, you know, and I think it's important, you know, keeping those yeah. former Hokies on staff, you know, JC and all those guys, and even go bail Winslow and Jared. they brought yep. Jerry Ferguson back. So seeing those guys that, you know, contributed, you know, when I was a kid and, you know, they helped, you know, Ferguson was there to help develop me, you know, I think that's a start. I think they're going to be fine. You got Prelo and those guys there. I think I like what I saw. I like the energy. Just at the camp, I was at – I like the energy. I like the attention to detail and the fact that, you know, you got old Hokies there. I, I think it's going to be – I think we're going the right direction. I think we got the right guy.
2: Yeah, and Shane, you, as I mentioned when you jumped on just now, you've coached in college. And you always would, Shane, for those don't know and those watching and listening on Spotify, Shane is my guy. I love this dude. He's been on my other podcast. And he would, during Tech games, not just this year, but last year and previous seasons, would DM me or text me stuff that he thought because he coaches, not like assumptions, but stuff that should have been going on. So that college coach's mindset is a different perspective. So Shane, based on what you've seen, you know, you've seen us in a few games and you've been on college campuses and you've coached what are your thoughts so far i know it's
0: only two games in but what are your thoughts so far on virginia tech so so man it's weird how it played out because i i wanted to get started at virginia tech like i wanted to get into the coaching world i knew that, i knew it was going to be long hours um you know and 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 the, the old staff just didn't have a spot for me it, it just didn't work out so you know i i, I guess i wasn't qualified yet I took the curve really quickly and learned. Uh, Before you know it, I'm at uh, Michigan State, University of Florida. Uh, I felt like definitely qualified at that point. But when that whole space of time of realizing what life was like without having to spend those hours, Coach Pry actually called me and talked to me a few times and actually offered me a job. And, uh, you know, it was at that point that I had already decided maybe this isn't right for me. And then when I came in for the spring game, he talked to me some more and, uh, you know, just kind of seeing the way, not only he was gracious about, you know, understanding why I didn't want to do it anymore, but he was talking about how he wanted the staff there to be family friendly. He wanted family in the building when, when, when coaches were working long hours, Um, you know, and, and then just knowing how, you know, the the little bit of exposure I had to him when I was playing, you know, it wasn't quite as much as maybe a defensive player may have had, but we were familiar enough. And I I honestly just felt like when I was back in the building, like I had never missed a beat. And, And I think that's what feels so good about, you know, the family atmosphere that Virginia Tech has built over the years. And, you know, it's not just about keeping Virginia Tech guys on staff. To me, it's Qualified guys that are also Virginia Tech guys, and I think the guys that they have are definitely qualified. And and when you have that, you know the the, the speed bump of ODU, we all know it didn't go the way we wanted. But I, I don't think anyone's gonna, you know, cut anyone's head off for one game. It, it it did it did disappoint a lot of people to have it go that way. But you also look at the way it was for Coach Beamer when he first got started. I mean, there were fans that wanted him fired a long time ago. Yes. And, and now, you know, in today's world, we don't have the patience that we might have had back in the 80s when, when coaches could, you know, have a couple off years because there's so much money involved and there's so much, you know, like microwave society, you've got to have it right now type thing. Um, that makes it tough. But I think you've got to let this, you know, at least – firm up a little bit and, and, and set the anchor so that, so that the culture can take hold so that the recruiting can take hold and, and really like build the culture and then build the confidence and everything else, you know, everybody buying into the process. And then I think everything else will start falling into place.
2: You know, Orion, um, you mentioned um, you and your brother playing that one season together at tech. Um, You guys, were part of some very, very good and historic Virginia tech teams. I want you to ask this because I knew, I knew of you from watching you play, but when you looked at Virginia tech, I mean, you talked about, you know, doing the year fourth union and whatnot, you know, one thing I mentioned on different radio shows and platforms I'm on is that culture and tradition and, and understanding, you know, as far as what you're joining and being a part of is essential, especially on the collegiate and high school level. Like, um, right. you have to understand what you're going to. When you went to Virginia Tech, you know, now prior, one thing I'm excited about is he brought the lunch pail back and you see those guys are all in like Taiwan, oh, yeah. Taiwan like Garbage just got ACC defensive play of the week as a defensive lineman wearing number 45 out there, killing it. Yeah. And you see Shamar Conner and all those guys are out there, just hungry. They, 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 uh, I don't want to misquote him, but uh, Taiwan said, you know, I was a, I was a hungry dog that hadn't eaten in three days. Um, you remember that culture. You know what that lunch bell. I didn't, me and Mike and Shane didn't carry the lunch bell. Right, um, right. But we knew what it meant before you got to tech. You know, you can talk about that. Were you aware when you got there, that's when you learned about it. And you, and you realized what it really meant to be a Hokey and be part of that defense.
5: Yeah. Well, I came from a unique situation with my brother because our uncle played for uh, coach Beamer from 87 through 89. So. We we went to the games when we were little, so we saw the ad before you guys came through and it really well that 93 team it really started to turn around. So I'm sorry, Orion. Shane just
2: distracted. He pulled I told you that man came as everything. That man came as everything. Go ahead. I'm I, sorry, man. He pulled I, out I, I'm
5: trying
0: to interrupt. I'm sorry. That's bad. It's I'm
2: okay. Talking. It's all good. Go ahead.
5: But yeah, being a kid from, you know, Southwest Virginia, we knew the lunch pad was a standard for defense, and Bud Foster, like from the Cornell years through the guys before me, like Corey Moore and those guys that played with you guys. So before I got to Tech, I knew that they had a tradition that you know they weren't going to lower their standards for anybody. You you're going to play fast, you're going to be tough, you're going to be disciplined. So before I got there, I knew what I knew a lot about Tech. I knew the culture there. I, it was just a matter of me just getting my foot in the door as a walk on and getting an opportunity. But I knew that, you know, what the atmosphere and the culture that Coach Beamer and his staff had, I knew that I could go there and thrive and get a a legit opportunity, whereas if I went somewhere else, I probably would have never stepped on the field. But I knew if I got there and was able to get in there with gentry and got stronger and just get myself in that defensive scheme, I would be okay. So, yeah, even playing, you know, that lunch pail, we knew that, you know, not only were we playing for our brothers that were out there with us, but we we were upholding the tradition for the guys that, you know, came before, us. so that that Hokie Stone that we touch, you know that sign, we really mm-hmm. took that to heart. That meant something to us, and that's the way we practiced and lifted, and we just wanted to carry on what you guys did before us. We didn't want to yeah. let y'all down. And well, it, since we're talking about tradition,
3: now right, go ahead, go ahead, saying you was gonna say something.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say. So, so no, I never carried a lunch pail. Dwight never carried one. Mike, you never carried one, but I think we were still bought into it. And and yes. it still meant yes. it meant something to us. Right. And you know, at, at least on special teams for me, it meant absolutely uh, nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely meant
3: absolutely nothing to me. Or you saying it? I'm saying Shane, that saying, it, Shane saying it. Shane saying it
2: did. He I, go ahead, let hey. him finish, man. <laughs> he, he that, might, that was he a might, defensive it. thing. Hey, I know,
3: but he might try <laughs> okay. it in.
0: So it's a what defensive... about that kick against West Virginia? <laughs> well, that had nothing to do with the lunch pail. but uh, it, it, related it, that to it. it related to it because our defense is what made certain things happen. But uh, with special teams, it's a mixture of offensive and defensive players.
3: Yeah, and sir, that is when, true. when that you're is
0: true. when you're able to line up a punt return team with Corey Moore, Andre Davis, <laughs> and and a line of of offensive and defensive, you know. All stars, you know, you, you kind of all buy into the same thing. So I get it, but yeah. Mike is right. You know, like when he's out there on the field, it's a different type I'm of attitude, yeah. a different type of world. <laughs> no,
3: i was just playing. I like I, the one thing I love about about the lunch pail. Since we be speaking on it, I love the fact that we was able to see our brothers get that get to carry the pail. That, that yeah. mean you did mm. something right. That mean you yeah. worked hard, and whatever outcome came within the game, you was the recipient of it. And I, I thought that was really cool. So I, I, I got a lot of respect for it. But I was mad because I, I was one of the guys who was a little envious that I couldn't get it.
4: Yeah, yeah. Right, right.
3: But yeah, so that was that's my story on it. But look <laughs> fella, since we're talking about tradition and standard West Virginia this week. Like no, so you, no, next week we all next know week. what yeah,
5: next we got week. This week, right? Yeah,
3: next week. Damn, yeah, you Waffle. Know Let me back up. Let me back up. I'm getting you ahead of they, myself. We got With some Waffle fans that may not watch not this. Respect Let's <laughs> give Waffle the respect they deserve.
5: Absolutely. We got Waffle this. Absolutely. We got
3: Woffle this week. Yeah, we won last week. Got to win last week and not go right week one. But we turned the page, which I think got to happen this week in order for us to be successful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Shane? What do you think? Gonna, I mean, Waffle's only Shane? two. They haven't been scored on in two weeks. Um, I know you don't have a scouting report on them. If you did, you are now the guest of the year. Um, <laughs> what I mean, obviously, you've coached college, you played, and also you win the league. So the biggest thing, especially a program like Tech, trying to get back to that standard, they can not look ahead. Despite Walford not being a formidable opponent,
3: well, uh, man, I, feel bad. I forgot all about
2: Wofford.
0: Yeah, it's all hey, good.
2: Hey, we, we in the media business, we can do that. They can't.
0: <laughs> hey, we we all remember. Uh, Miami of Ohio, we all yep. remember Temple. We all we all remember those games that we never, you know, we never thought. And mm-hmm. I think that was that was kind of the catalyst for that ninety-nine season is when we kind of jumped over that hump at the end of the year and then we played in the music city bowl and we ball out in that game. Uh, the, the catalyst for the ninety nine season was win game one. And literally every week in the locker room said game one. It it never said game two, game three, game four. It right. said go undefeated, win week one. Yeah, and and I think that's the attitude that that we kind of ran with. And I think um, it's easy. You you want to look forward and, and look for the rivalry games and look for the games with the history and tradition. But you know that's the thing is you, you gotta you gotta play the game. It doesn't play out on paper. The best team doesn't always win. Because of the talent on the field, it's how everything just happens on that day. So, you know, do I think it's a game we should win? Absolutely. But, um, you know, it, it's still got to get played and it's still got to happen.
2: Yeah. And you're right. Before Ryan gives his thoughts, Shane, you're right. Because I was on a team that lost to Miami of Ohio and they were known as giant killers. And, yeah. you know, and then of course the Temple loss to this day, that is the worst. Of Virginia Tech, including JMU, including ODU, that is the worst Virginia Tech loss. And you know what's sad is that was my senior year. We were up seventeen nothing. We were ranked fourteenth yeah. in the country. Oh we God. were we
0: were we were in the top five for one of those games.
2: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were we were really good. Mike, you 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 were you were on the sideline. That you was on the sideline. Senior. And Temple, we jumped up seventeen nothing. And I was like, okay. I told uh, you know a couple of the guys behind, say, so yeah, get ready, man. And next thing you know. They came back and we lost on the goal line, man. You know it, and they were they had lost thirty, they had lost thirty five consecutive conference games. They were, mm. they had, they, they. I don't even want to read all that. The bottom line is they were terrible. We shouldn't have lost that game. What happened, y'all?
5: Like, turn the ball over or something?
2: No, it was just weird. A lot man. of things, man. It just oh. was weird. We had well, we had we had over. <laughs> here you hear about those losses,
5: but you never really do. Well, like, you know, to, Shane,
2: to Shane's point, I remember it. You know me, my wow. memory. I we we had over five hundred yards of total offense um we moved up and down the field on them uh we had Nick Sorensen quarterback because Al and Dave Meyer were both hurt oh that's right Nick Nick played great Ricky Hall and Andre Davis and Angel Harrison were receivers Shane and Kibble kicked the ball I just the defense you know it was weird because you're talking about a defense that featured Corey Moore Engelberger and Bradley but Temple got hot and at that time I began to realize that much was made about Miami being the class of the conference but Teams, I started to realize my senior year and junior year teams got up for us. You know, yeah. it was one of those things oh, yeah, where no doubt. people were like, "Yo, we going to make Pittsburgh." Everybody started to look at us as that game to make a statement, and it was weird because you know it was some funny things that happened that game. Just you know, just you know, you stuff.
3: know, you know what we should have
2: did.
3: I blame Coach Bama for this.
2: What? As soon as we crossed, as soon as we crossed
3: the fifty, they should have let they should have let Shane kick it. <laughs> and, then, and, and, uh, and and then and then we would have won. What was the score? We would have won by three, regardless know, of what. We would have won think, by three. We should have put the
2: ball in Shane's hands, man. I don't, I don't remember. I don't. You know that, that I just remember oh. sitting there, and the Collegiate Times got a picture of me and Lamont Pagies on the bench, and just I just I, yeah. I yeah, It was.
3: I, it
5: was, just, a, I was, it
2: was looking
3: sad up. Day. Yeah, we y'all had a, some
2: day. heartbreaking
5: losses in '98. Was it Syracuse and then Syracuse uh, up U- with twenty-one? Oh, we'll,
2: UVA. UVA
0: that freaking when
2: I, when wide I, cross on the last play? Oh. Yeah. And when Foster told Bing him Montrello. it was
0: coming. Foster so they they called be, a timeout.
2: Yeah. Uh, McNabb was dry heaving. Foster Puke. called a timeout because Corey Moore had just sacked him. He, McNabb used to dry heave. I don't know what it is. And uh, he was throwing up, and he said, it's coming. And they threw it back, and... Yeah, I hate to say it. It wasn't Mike Hawk's fault. Lorenzo Ferguson, according to what they told me, had the guy, and Mike ran over, but it was too late. UVA, we were up 29 to seven. Okay, yeah. that just yeah. was that was my scene. That hurt me. Aaron that was my Brooks. last game in late. Aaron Brooks got hot, yep. and he hit my brother, yeah. Mod Hawkins. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my god. But anyway, yes. Shane, thank you for bringing up some tough memories.
0: <laughs> hey. hey, hey, hey. So, so I worked with Paul Pascalone at Florida. We shared an office together. Okay, you talk about being in a room with a legend. Like, this guy is a football encyclopedia. Yes.
3: yes, he is. And, yeah.
0: and and so, by the way, Mike, he says he really still misses you. That's right. <laughs> he told me the story. Hey, hey, I was I was this close, Shane.
2: Yeah. I was this close, man. He wasn't going yeah. to let it happen. I wasn't going to let it happen.
0: <laughs> but but hear, hearing that guy to explain how they felt like they had something to get that play um you know who knows I, I don't know but they they said they felt like that play was going to hit for them for some reason wow. and you know he he's another guy like he put his best players on special teams I think when we lost to them in 96 I think we blocked a punt, they blocked a punt. I mean, it was like they always had really good battles and and, and good players. Uh, you know, I, I hate to see that their program is not where they used to be, but um
5: didn't David you know, Tyree they, block a bunch of punts for them? Yeah,
0: we, he was uh, great for think, them. Yeah. Bucky Jones, a couple other people, but we split. We won at home, they won at home all four years. Well, you know,
2: that year you mentioned ninety six, I was a letter and I, I rotated in. We were ten and one that, t- that year. We went to the Orange Bowl and played Nebraska, but our only loss was at Syracuse. Yeah, um, they went. They went crazy. They beat us handily. It was fifty something to twenty one or something. Um, McNabb. Wow. We had. We had. We had the battles with Syracuse. Contrary to popular belief, the Big East then West Virginia was legit and ranked. Syracuse, Boston College, Miami, and Virginia Tech were yeah. all juggernaut. And you throw in the powerhouse. Pit, they were yeah, all yeah. good and they were all physical. I remember, you know, just being physical, man, and oh, yeah. you know. Mike Mike you and Shane y'all might be the only group of people Mike you and Shane that went up there and uh, won you were, uh, at Syracuse because yeah. when Mike went I across one there but, but it you was hard with Mike that year? It was, and we barely you Oh no that was Mike banded. red shirt sophomore year that's yeah, right 2000 oh, well, he, yeah, took same, yeah, he took it down the sideline took it down the sideline I remember yeah. watching
5: on TV <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep
2: yeah, yeah, no doubt um, yeah, was, yeah, it was one of them games. The we barely made it out of there. I think yeah. I think
3: Dwight Freeney sacked yep. me like six times that night. He said a record. No. no. It was it six. Yeah, it, was it was
2: six. I was watching yeah. at home like bruh. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: I, <laughs> my senior year, it was 62 to nothing at home for us. Y'all
2: crushed her, Yeah. Now, there, yeah,
0: yeah, Shane. Yeah. Bring it back, man. Ron Yell, Ron Yell,
2: Ron That's when um, shout out to my guy, man, the linebacker who was a beast. What was his name? He was uh Keith. Keith or, Bullock. Uh, he was a beast, but he was throwing shade saying Mike is aye, right, but he's no McNabb. Oh. And Mike shook the brakes off him. <laughs> I hit him with the AI, I had him with the AI move, yeah. I had him with the crossover <laughs> football move. I don't know where that came from. Oh my god, yo, I remember that's my boy. Yeah. Shout out to
3: Bull, that's my yeah, that's yeah. My guy.
2: No, no, hey man, no, those those were some great times. But but Orion, oh, oh, we I'm gonna move on from this tragedy reflection moments sponsored by Shane Graham Productions. don't get back about winning what does Tech need to do um, to to take care of business because again I mean all jokes aside Tech has had some great 11, 10 win seasons, some championships but we have always had that, that tough loss, that head scratch as you just asked how did we lose the Temple, I still can't verbalize for you so how do we avoid because the last thing I want to do is have a show next week going into the West Virginia game with Mike and that's talking about how we just Lost to Wofford, so how does how does Tech
5: avoid that? Yeah, like uh, Coach used to talk about when what's important now. You know, they got to focus on Wofford. They can't worry about West Virginia and the rivalry, like you said earlier. Defensively, you know, we always talked about you know reading your keys. Don't give up the big play. You know, limit you know create the turnovers. Put the offense in a good position, field position. You know, offensively, take care of the ball. Be balanced. Be able to run it, throw it. Keep them on their heels. You know, and create some. You know big plays in the special teams like we've always done, you know, get back. You know, to me, that's what Beamer ball was all about was, you know, running the ball on offense, big plays in the passing game, great special teams, Big kicks, big kicks. Yeah, Yeah. just create some big plays, get the crowd going, you know, cause a fumble or interception or two. Yeah, just get back to playing hooky football. I think they'll be
2: fine. I agree. That formula, and either one of you or Shane can answer, or Ryan, you can answer, or both of y'all can, that formula we saw, Saturday night on ACC Network, when Tech was up seventeen 0 King was running the ball. Um, they they had timely passes. I was a little frustrated. I wanted them to go downfield a little bit more. They did, um, and they and they got they hit um my guy number eighty. Um, what's his name? I'm seeing my my mind's going. Caleb Smith, uh, the receiver, the veteran receiver, and he caught a touchdown pass in that drive. They answered and went up twenty four to ten. Can Virginia Tech? In, in this current state of college football this season, just stick with this season, continue to win games led by the defense and the an offense that's averaging right around 20 points a game. Shane, what do you think?
0: I, I think it's obviously possible, but but you're putting a lot of stress on the defense when when they don't get a chance to take breathers. When when your play count goes for the offense so so heavier for the other team, your defense is on the field so long, they're getting tired, they're getting frustrated. And when the offense is out there putting up yards, but maybe not scoring, that also becomes frustrating for the offense. But I, I think the biggest thing that the guys have to do, and, and what I felt like when we had our best years at Virginia Tech, was when we were the most selfless, and when when guys aren't worried about their individual stats or their individual playing time or the or the attention. Mm-hmm. And and in today's world, it's so hard because. NIL attention, money, you know, like, you know, social media, who's got more followers, Who you Mm. know, you know, girls, whatever it is, you know, like we all, we all had that stuff that we did, you know, like when we went out, we all had our social fun and all that, but it's, it's broadcast and everybody sees it now. And I, and I see that in locker rooms and I saw it at Michigan state, I saw it at Florida and there's a little bit of, you know, resentment between certain guys that feel they should be getting more NIL money and and all that kind of stuff. It's it you know it, it's it's become it's different.
3: Such, it's a different world. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's become so distracting that living in the moment is so hard to do and being selfless and caring more about your team than yourself. And there's a reason why you look at Alabama and, and yeah they didn't play great last week, whatever. But you look at the teams and this is how because i was a uh, i did the scouting reports for special teams i knew their personnel like the back of my hand they had more starters on their special teams and guys who played in bowl games and played in the playoffs while they were hurt because they cared more about the team and that that culture that Nick Saban has there it may come across as hard ass and whatever for some people but i mean when Coach Beamer sent you to the shed because you didn't have eye contact after practice, you think guys could do that now? I mean, they, they, they would say, oh, he's not fair to me. He made me run because I didn't have eye contact. And, and, and it's just a different world. So, so it's a challenge. And for people to just say that every coach has to come in and be perfect and make things happen, it just doesn't work that way. And, and you, have to do a, a, you have to get the players that want to do that. And, and it's tough.
2: Orion, oh, Ryan, you coach sure. high school, so you coach young kids. I know you had a yeah. private school, but they're still young kids. This is a oh, new yeah. generation. TikTok. I'm glad we didn't have TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram because <laughs> I was around some, some wild cats. You know what I'm saying? I was around some guys that was just – you know, we just had a lot of fun. So, Shane, describing the culture of today's athletes, you're coaching that as well in the D.C. area. You're, you're down the street from me. We got to link up outside of this show because I'm in Northern Virginia too. Okay, um, yeah. but i work cool. with kids and i know exactly what shane's talking about i have a son and it is a constant battle not to get caught up but what's your perception because obviously you're coaching them and i mean and
5: is there a lot of truth to what he's saying yeah he's he's spot on he's absolutely true um i got a unique group of kids they're a little bit probably more focused than your your average football team or group of kids but it's the constant message to stay focused and you're you're constantly teaching more about brotherhood and teamwork because like Shane said, you don't see that very often now. That's kind of frowned upon. You know, everybody wants to do their own thing and everybody's worried about their highlight and getting looks. So, have, you know, that's a hard part about coaching now is that you have to really sell people on that team aspect more than so, so than when we played. So that's always a challenge. And, you know, my message, I feel like, the kids, are, they're really buying into that. But it's definitely a challenge. You know, talking to coaching buddies across the country in college and in high school is definitely a challenge all over.
2: Before we get ready to jump into some new challenges for y'all in Hokie Trivia because we about to see if y'all can get four out of four. But before I say this, before I jump into uh, Hokey Trivia and read this promo, I want to say this. It's funny because before you guys got on, Mike and I were rep- rep- reflecting and reminiscing during Vic's Viewpoints – on when he was being recruited and, and seeing me at Tech and Beamer and Kavanaugh and them coming to Ridley Circle Projects at Eastern Newport News and how um I was remembering him just seeing him play. And it's it's crazy because when I talk about Mike and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to text Mike. and People like, oh, Michael Vick. Or I would write Shane Graham kick for the Patriots. And I would tell myself, that's my boy Shane. He'd be like, you don't know him. I'm like, yo that's my dude. We played these guys are some of the best players in the history of programs and they were humble. When I saw Mike in high school and then when I recruited him to tech and then I came back to visit him and he was up for the Heisman and breaking records and shanning them and, and all the fellas were doing great. They were humble. They would never like, like even when I was recruiting Mike, Mike was like, yeah, I like this score, I like that. But it was, it's so weird how social media, we had Ray Lewis on the uh, last year on the Vic 757 show. And I always quote Ray Lewis on this. And he says, these kids today have too many distractions. Oh, it's almost man. unfair when you think about what they're dealing with. I'm not giving them a pass, but we didn't have that. Like, I met Mike, I know Ronald, I know a lot of great, Tyrod, all great, humble guys. Like, Tyrod will give you the shirt off his back. And he's he was a dog in high school, ranked in the nation, and he was going to the same Fridays and Walmarts and Targets that we all did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just interesting, you know. Got to um, live life. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, man, we are going to do a great, great segment now that a lot of a lot of tech fans. We're going to do Hokey Trivia. Um, Hokey Trivia is sponsored by Alexandria Restaurant Partners. Our guy, Sheridan and his partners, man. ARP was formed to manage these restaurants plus new projects that opened up in 2015, 16, and 18. In 2015, Alexandria Restaurant Partners began building an exceptional leadership team that included some of the best talent, and sharpest minds in the industry. ARP was built with one goal in mind to be the best in the nation, not just the biggest, but by achieving operational excellence, leading integrity, and being transparent. for <clears throat> Promotions, reservations, and also private events, alexandrarestaurantpartners.com. All right, gentlemen, are you ready? Yes, sir. <laughs> you guys have seen <laughs> hey. the clips I post on Hokey Trivia. It's a lot of fun, but... We've had some of the greatest players, all-conference players. We've had guys, DeAngelo Hall, get on here and get one or zero out of four. <laughs> so no pressure. No pressure, Orion and Shane. All right, we're going to start off here. I'll start with you, Orion, and then Shane, you go, and then Mike go. Which defensive player holds the longest interception return in Lane Stadium? This is a Lane Stadium record. With 98 yards returned in Lane Stadium in the history. This is a 98 yard interception return. Is it Eddie Whitley, Devon Diablo, C, Vinny Fuller, or D, Jamel Smith? Oh, gosh. 98 yards. This is a Lane Stadium record, not so much of it's a Virginia Tech record, but it happened in Lane Stadium. Jeez.
5: For some reason, I would say Jamel Smith.
2: All
0: right. Okay.
2: All right. I missed out. Shane, who do you – I'll let you know if you're right or not. Shane, who you got?
0: I'm going to go Benny Fuller. Okay. Um,
3: I'm
0: going to go Jamel
3: Smith because I, I think he in there for a reason.
2: All <laughs> right. I you guys are you right. Is it is Jamel Smith. Shane, you're <laughs> not right. It was Jamel Smith against
5: Rutgers
2: at home. I thought it was
5: a trick question.
2: Yes, it, Yeah, yeah. I remember
5: no. him getting, like, something big. Yeah. but I couldn't remember yeah. which game it was. I wasn't quite sure. I don't remember. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I remember Vinny took a field goal block back versus West Virginia, but I don't remember Eddie Whitley taking a long one like that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I yeah. thought you were talking about uh, Carpenter's uh, interception in Miami at first, that you said home. Uh, yeah, was well, that's that was the key. It's a Lane Stadium record. Yeah, yeah um What year was it? Yeah,
2: 98. Good job, Cubs. Okay, one and zero. Y'all on y'all on point. Here we go. See if you can carry this momentum, Shane. I will start with you. Which Virginia Tech field goal kicker holds the record for the most field goals made in the game with six field goals? Is it a Brandon Pace? No, nope. Shane Graham, Nope. C Joey Sly or D Adol Larson. I like this. I'm going to let Shane go first.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 let us no, let us go first. And then so we'll here, let here. Shane.
2: Mike Mike you go first. Orion, okay. good job. Yeah, and then Shane okay. you go like yeah, yeah cuz Shane should know this.
5: Who was before Larson?
2: It was uh Brandon Pace, Shane Graham, Joey Sly or Adol Larson? Yeah, I know who this is. Yeah, I know it too. It was Sly. You know yep. Sure. Orion, who you got? You sure? Uh,
5: I hadn't picked yet. Um, uh, shoot. I want to say Sly, but for some reason I want to go with Larson. No, I'm gonna go with Sly. Which one Joey I'm Sly going with? versus oh, Pittsburgh? Joey All right,
2: you guys got another one right. It was Joy Sly against Pittsburgh. Let's go, fellas. Yeah. Let's uh, let's two for two. It was in 2016. <laughs> two two. It was at Pittsburgh. One of the few times we won there. Mike was Mike and them won up there. And then um in 2016, Coach Fuente with Isaiah Ford, Bucky Hodges, and Cam Phillips went up there and won. It was it was a high scoring game. Thursday and, night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Thursday that. night game. Thursday yeah. night game. There you go. Yeah. All right. Which VT player holds the season record? With 2,253 all-purpose yards in a season, is it A, Eddie Royal, B, Von Hebron, C, David Wilson, or D, Brandon Orr? Shane. Wow, that's some good players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm 2,253 ah. all-purpose. I'm going to go uh... – I'm going to go uh, Royal.
0: N- okay. Nah, no, 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 no. Uh, name them again.
2: Lee <laughs> hey. Royal, Von Hebron, David Wilson, or Brandon Orr. All purpose yards.
0: Yeah. Uh, David Wilson.
3: I'm going David Wilson. Just, are you copying, Shane, or just what are you doing? I just know he was a superb athlete. I want to go mm-hmm. Von Hebron, um, but it just seemed like – I don't remember if Hebron did
0: any uh, – Yeah, I don't t-
3: think, t- think Hebron did that. I just know David was – I think he David was David Wilson there. was one of the most athletic – David Wilson was one of the most athletic guys to ever come through Virginia Tech. Oh, ever.
5: man.
3: He was amazing. But, yeah. Right. Orion. I don't
5: remember David getting that many yards. Yeah. Um, he was a heck of a player. It's either Royal or uh, Hebron. I'm going to go with Vaughn. Okay. That's a tough Orion. one. Ryan,
2: it is a tough one. It's a very tough one because it's all-purpose shots. But the correct answer in 2011, it was David Wilson. Oh, yep. yes. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Three wow. for awesome. three. This three might be three. a special, special uh, Big 757 <laughs> show. Here we go. Now we see if we really know. Here we go which Virginia Tech quarterback wide receiver combination holds the longest completion for a touchdown pass and reception in a bowl game in a bowl game. Is it a Brian Randall to Josh Morgan? Okay. Or is it Gerard Evans to Isaiah Ford in the belt bowl? Or is it Jim Drunkenmiller to Brian Steele in the sugar bowl? Or Grant No to Andre Davis in the Gator Bowl. I'll review them again. Brian Randall to Josh Morgan in the Sugar Bowl. Gerard Evans to Isaiah Ford in the Belt Bowl. Jim Drunkenmiller to Brian Steele in the Sugar Bowl. Or Grant No to Andre Davis in the Gator Bowl. Longest pass. I'm going, reception I'm going D. No to Davis. Okay. I'm, Mike's going I'm, D. I'm going Brian Steele, jo- Miller. Okay. Shane, I got you down for that one. And I'm my going, man. I'm going Randall to Morgan. Randall to Morgan. Okay. All right. That the answer is Brian Randall to Josh Morgan against Auburn in 2005 Sugar Bowl. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. It was for 80 okay. yards. 80. Yeah, wow, it was
5: a big play. Yeah. I don't even remember
2: I remember Josh Morgan scoring. And it was right, they made it close and they tried to get the onside
5: kick. But yeah, because it was I a big deal. Cause yeah, it was in the same stadium. And I remember something yeah. about Morgan breaking the record or something. But yeah. Yeah,
2: and 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 um and you know the crazy thing is is that um, you know, they uh, almost beat an undefeated Auburn team that year, Virginia Tech. Uh, lost to USC, the two time defending national champions. They lost to Auburn, who was undefeated and should have been playing USC for the championship, yeah, broke, but got stuck man. in the sugar bowl. Yeah, and I they got, had wow. Cadillac and those guys in Virginia Tech. Yeah, I was rest 16 sure. yeah,
5: 13.
2: Was Brian Randall was player of the year that year, and Josh Morgan and those receivers were money. Jimmy Williams was getting picks. It was a great Virginia Tech team, man. So, oh, yeah, good, right. Great job, man, y'all. Shane, you and Michael once had the record for four, 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 all three of y'all I was y'all on did. it. I One was on off. it. One off. Good job, man. So once again, that was Hokie Trivia sponsored by Alexandria Restaurant Partners. We thank them for sponsoring our segment and our show. So guys, um, we are now at the end of the show for you uh, gentlemen. Um, this is a very, you know, touching and insightful uh, part of the show where we take a moment you can give a Hokie shout out to anybody that's a Virginia tech Hokie it can be a professor, can be a former teammate, a group of team, DBs, janitorial staff, academic support. It's your call. Uh, we give you a chance to speak on it, man. So, um, Orion, do you have anybody you want to uh, shout out for a hokey shout out
5: segment? Yeah. First off, my favorite Hokie, my brother, Cam Martin, um, he's first foremost, but, uh, yeah, special shout-out to all you former players, my teammates, and you got older guys for, you know, paving the way for us. I really appreciate what y'all did because, you know, it made life a lot easier for us, you know, what y'all have done for us. And, you know, all the coaches and, you know, support staff that was there when we were there, you know, Coach Beamer, Coach Foster, you know, Coach Wiles, all those guys, T. Gray and Cornell and Cav and Steinspring, those guys that you know I played for and also had an opportunity to coach with. They really, you know meant a lot to me and really, you know, kind of got my coaching career off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great group of men, man. And yeah. always good to pay homage to those guys,
2: man. I appreciate sure. it. And you said some great names too. Shane, who do you got, sir?
0: Man, it's, it's, it, I think it's too easy to try to, to, to call attention to any of the former guys. And cause, cause I could just say everybody, you know, like everybody kind of paved it before me, the guys that have kept it going after us. Um, but I know if it, if it weren't for the academic staff in the communications department and, and especially my advisor, Beth Wagenspack, I probably would never have graduated because I ended up going back and finishing wow. after I started my career. Hmm. Um, so that meant a lot to me to be able to do that. And, you know, also, <clears throat> if, I, if I could say one player, it, it would be jo- Joey Sly. And, and we had a really close relationship when, we, when he was playing there because I was uh, from time to time, I would not be on a team. So I was still training. So I would go train with Joey. And whenever I had charity events, Joey would go in the locker room and get me everybody to come to it. And, and that meant a lot to me. I mean, we did a we did a shop with a Hokey event that I sponsored at Target. And he got like 15 players to come to it. Uh, and, and between the sponsors that I got, I mean, we gave like, 20 kids, 25 kids, you know, in the local Pulaski, Radford, Christiansburg area. Uh, I think it was about 30 kids all got $150 shopping spree. And every single kid there bought stuff for themselves and something for their brother or their parents or something else. Like it was a really cool thing to be a part of. And it was really cool for Joey to do that. Um, And that's always kind of been something that I feel like, you know, the Oot the prosum, you know, that I may serve. That's kind of what Hokies have always been about. Mm-hmm. So that that really means something to me.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Awesome, Race awesome, man. My shout-out, man, is going to be a duo tonight. Um, and I feel, I feel remiss if I mention one without the other. Um, Jamel Smith, who you mentioned earlier, mm. um, the and Mike Hawks. Um, people might not remember Michael Hawks, um, but he was well, one of the most humble. Um, coolest, calm, collected individuals that I ever met, a, a good football player at that, um, and Jamel Smith, his his counterpart. And, and they was the Mike and inside linebackers. And they made me so much better having to go against two All-American players every day. Uh, they, they always challenged me. They always came and told me, Mike, your eyes was you know too far on the inside or your, your eyes was like right on the tight end soon as you took your drop they always gave me nuggets and told me that you know it's certain things that I could change to beat the defense at a young age and for them to share that information of course we teammates so they're gonna always try to help and I'm a young guy I'm only a freshman but they helped me understand what reading linebackers and reading defenses was really all about and they embody more leadership skills than, than even football you know as football players and you know, to for them to come to me and always be that crush and that backbone on the opposite side of the ball and the humility they had and love for the game. I always, I had a lot of respect for those dudes. So shout out to, uh, shout out to to Mike and shout out to to Jamil.
2: Good great, dude. great linebackers, great dudes, and i I love yeah. that because we we let people remind people that they've always been great duos. The DVs yeah. and the Vince Hall and the Vegas okay. Robinsons and. It's just really good, man. I just, I'll be quick with mine. I want to, I feel like in, in high school, college, and pro football, when you look at championship runs, we know about the three of you guys. We know about Mike Vick and and, and, and Cam and Orion Martin and Shane. You mentioned uh, Joey Sly. There's always those household names that will always be remembered. But I think with any program, but it will stick with Virginia Tech, it's those unsung heroes, those, blues, those blue-collar guys like Wayne Ward, and, and, mm-hmm. and guys that do the dirty work, you know, um, and and one guy I felt, I feel like he was an offensive lineman, and he's in the mental health field like me, um, Josh Redding. He's a licensed mental health clinician like myself. I've been doing some work with Josh here lately. My boy. Um, and you, Josh. He was not, like, you know, an All-American. He was um, just, just someone that came to work every day, suffered an injury one year, came back, battled through it, um, and he's doing some great work in the community, and I feel like you know, when you think about those great teams over the last 20 years with Virginia Tech, we can name tight ends and receivers. And and it's kind of like, like Caleb Heard. He's my other shout out. Um, Caleb Heard and Josh Redding are guys that, you know, did their job every day and they were great teammates and we cared and respected about them. You know, people got jokes, oh, you know, he's a holder or Josh was a guard, but you don't win games without guys that know their role and guys that care about their teammates. And you know, those, those two positions are extremely important. And that's the great thing about football. There is no position that's not important, but the holder and the guy that blocks, you know, like Josh, and now you look at him, man doing great work, you know, mentoring and and, and and providing therapy. He works with Virginia tech. So he's been up there, you know, he, he still checks in with me. Um, and I appreciate Josh, you know, I only played a few years with him, but I, I saw what he did when he played with Mike and then I mm-hmm. talked to him now. So I just wanted to shout both those guys out, man. Um, just Caleb Herbs, the guy, you know, I didn't even I probably talked in my my years I played with Caleb. I probably talked to Caleb like a total of two hours total in you know? because <laughs> he wasn't someone that was gonna argue about Nas versus Jay-Z or Death <laughs> Row versus yeah. you know Puffy and all that. He wasn't, he didn't care about that, but you saw him in the locker room, like, hey, what's up, man? You're like, hey, and you know, he'd yeah. pick up your tape for you, but you know, I appreciate those guys, man. So, you no know, doubt. those so, my hockey shout outs. So no something doubt.
0: cool about Caleb, I mean, a lot of people know this story, but I would not have gone to Tech if Caleb was not my holder.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. That, go ahead, Shane. You told him. Go ahead.
0: That that happened because Coach Beamer called Caleb in high school and said, hey, I you're going to be an engineer. If Shane yeah. comes here, you can hold for him. And that yeah. changed. That would have probably gone to Penn State or Georgia had it not happened that way. And then mm. – and then once he got out of college and he got into the engineering world and the NASCAR world, Hillman, his wife, probably raised $10 million for bone marrow wow. research. And the wow. work that they did together and the work that she did helping with the Hendrick Mara Foundation, just most people wouldn't, wouldn't know that unless you were kind of in that world. But they raised probably well over $10 million in, in, in their work wow. together. That's awesome. Wasn't That's Caleb awesome. from Pulaski or no? Yeah, he was from my high school. In yeah, high school. yeah. Caleb
3: was so did he Puyo hold actually, all four years?
0: He held At all four years school? for me, yeah. Well, he held for me uh, my junior and senior year in high school. And then um, he held for me all four years. So for six straight years, he was my holder.
5: So I was wow. watching uh, the old game when y'all, I think it was, y'all beat James Robinson. Robinson. Up oh, yeah. James. oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Freshman year. That was my freshman year. Yeah, I saw that. That was yeah. a different guy. i was i was five foot two yeah
5: that's pretty cool
2: yeah man that's what's up man well gentlemen man this has been a lot of fun we thank you for jumping on shane thank you all right man Man, we appreciate y'all man this has been a lot of fun. thanks for having me yeah i I know you guys are busy man you know orion you're coaching and you know you got a family and shane same thing but we appreciate you both man and um to the Hokie Nation and Virginia Tech fans all over that support this show, whether it be Spotify or the Vic by Seven show on YouTube, we appreciate y'all. Make sure you subscribe and like. Also, continue to support the Hokies. 11 o'clock, crazy time, 11 a.m. Saturday that, yeah. in home lane. Say 11 a.m. And then um, you get to get the win. You get to enjoy the rest of your Saturday, man. But make sure you check them out. It's also going to be on the ACC Network. So 11, at 11 a.m., we we'll get this W. Then we can talk about the next one. All right, guys, like we say every episode, go Hokies. Go go Hokies, Hokies, baby. Appreciate y'all.